This is the Unconventional Woman Diary. These many episodes are just moments in time when I needed to vent and get a few things off my chest. Check it out. Hey, you guys, I'm back with another mini episode, another diary entry, and I have an interesting story that I want to share with you guys, and after this incident occurred, it really left me doing a lot of soul searching, and just, I didn't realize how traumatic this experience was for me, so before I get into it, let me set it up a little bit. So I'd work. I work in sales. And usually I am, if not the only black person, I am one of few. And in this particular environment, there are about a handful of us. So we've got two black men, two black women. One is in a remote location, so she's not always around. So I'm pretty much the only black woman in the sales department then there's a Mexican lady so that's the dynamic or actually there's two Hispanic well one is specifically Mexican um not sure what the other lady is so we've got black and brown representing represented and occasionally we'll get together and we have happy hour and we call this the POC happy hour people of color (laughs) It's just something fun for us to get together, build some camaraderie, talk about things that not necessarily the rest of our colleagues can relate to, but it's just a cool time that we get together in fellowship, if you will. So let me set it up like that. Black man A, because I'm going to protect his identity, and I have had a lot of side conversations about race relation his experience, my experience, as well as talking about, you know, the inner complexities within our own race in terms of black colorism and things like that, as well as external factors that affect the way we relate to one another. So we've had some extensive talks about how that makes us feel and the thing and how we cope with such things. And I'm saying this all for a reason because it's very relevant to the story I'm about to share with you. So last week (laughs) in the office, towards the end of the day, and me and black man, A is what I'll call him, we sit one desk apart from each other. And so in between, there's nothing there, but so we're relatively neighbors. So this particular work day afternoon, towards the end of the day, grinding, minding my business, and all of a sudden I hear him say, summer is black as midnight. And I looked up and looked at him, and there was complete shock on my face. Number one, I'm not talking to you. I'm not in a conversation with you. So, A, why the hell are you talking about me? Or bringing my name up for that matter. And then two, why the hell are you saying that? And he's talking to our two colleagues, female colleagues, white girls, or white women. And that's important because the stigma of what you're saying in front of these women hurts even more. 
So he is so self-absorbed and involved in what he's saying. I guess he was trying to be funny. He says it again. And I looked at him and I repeated. I said, summer is black as midnight. And I said it because I wanted you to hear exactly what I just heard come out of your mouth. And so the ladies looked at me and they can see on my face. They're no mistake in that I didn't find any of it funny at that point. In fact, I'm getting pissed by the seconds. So it was that awkward, ooh, I don't, we shouldn't laugh at this right now. And so Black Man A is still carrying on with his banter. And literally, it was an out-of-body experience, you guys. It... <laughs> I was just shocked on so many levels, but he doesn't stop there. So black man B, another person in our crew who sits a row behind us, minding his business, doing his work, is all of a sudden pulled into the conversation because black man A goes, well, who's lighter between you, Summer, and black man B? Because we're about the same complexion, me and black man B. And I'm just like, oh, and sidebar, Black man A has a loud voice. And in fact, I <laughs> it's one of those loud voices where I'm sure people in our office are uneasy at times because he just, there is no inside voice. So you're already naturally loud with every conversation you have. So just right now in this moment, while you are saying these vile things to me and now our other colleague, people are listening because they can hear you. So while he's sitting here contemplating with himself out loud, who's lighter of the two, again, I'm in shock and horror because I can't believe this asshole is really making these comments in front of these white people. Like, for real? There are just unspoken codes of things that you talk about in the closeness of your company, which is the whole point of our POC happy hour. You keep that crap at the kitchen table inside versus what you say in front of mixed company and colorism is something that I am uberly sensitive about but before I go down that path let me finish so colleague black man b he notices I guess that my demeanor was just off cold red and let me just say in that moment I (laughs) it took all of me not to go off on him Because here's the thing, if I would have in that moment began to cuss him smooth the hell out and told him about himself, we would have easily been fired on the spot because you've got two black people in the office loud cussing at each other. Even though I would have been in the right to defend myself against being harassed by a colleague in front of other co-workers. But anyway, Black Man B comes over towards me and and at my desk and he's, you know, just kind of calming me down and just, I can't believe he's doing this. And he was saying some other things. And the reason why I was half tuning into what he was saying, because I'm still watching Black Man A act a damn fool and coon out in front of our coworkers. And I'm just in such disbelief that this is happening. I'm... (laughs) It, it, oh, it, it's still a raw thing for me. But anyway, while Black Man B is talking to me and, and trying to calm me down, I notice 
our colleague talking to black man A, like trying to get him to realize, hey, I I think you may have gone too far because she's not laughing. And then I'm paying attention again to black man B's conversation with me of trying to calm me down, but I'm just watching everything. Meanwhile, here's another colleague off to the side laughing at everything. And I was completely embarrassed and just, I could not believe that he was making these comments. In fact, while black man B was over consulting with me at my desk, black man A makes a comment of y'all are just mad because I'm caramel. And I, I, I just, in that moment, I, it was still disbelief of this situation happening. This has got to be a nightmare. This can't be real. Me and black man A have had conversations about discrimination and, and what it feels like to be segregated or profiled. I mean, we've had these discussions. So clearly you would know better than to front me off in front of our colleagues and especially talk about my skin tone. And so in that moment, you know, (laughs) I walked away. I walked away, found another coworker who oddly enough, not even oddly enough, but the reason why I went out to this colleague is because she's another brown woman. And um, I, we've talked about colorism before because it happens in any minority group where you've got variations of skin tone and hues. It just, it is what it is. And she's Dominican. And we've talked about, you know, even the experience with her daughter and just, you know, so I knew she could relate and I, I needed to talk to someone because my husband was actually in a meeting at the time. So I was at least able to blow steam in that moment. And it took everything to fight the tears because what happens is when I am at a point of just mad, then I can't do anything to help either act out on that anger or soothe that anger. I feel powerless. And during that time, it just, if I can't do anything, then the tears will come. And don't get me wrong, I was hurt too. Because again, he and I are cooler than that, or at least I thought we were. And why, how would you ever betray me in front of our freaking colleagues and say those vile things? It just, it was surreal. So I, end of the day, I go home. And I realized that in that moment, even as I'm driving home, when all that was taking place, I went back to being 12 years old in the schoolyard, just early age of hearing boys make those comments about my skin tone and having that complex of being darker. It just took me right back to that little girl. And I didn't realize how raw that wound was. Even, I mean, it's been 20 years since I've been in a situation where I had to deal with stupid ass boys making comments like that, at least to my face. But yet it it felt like it happened yesterday. So I get home, have the conversation with my husband and my, (laughs) my husband was ready to whoop his ass. Just shout out to my husband who has my back and loves me unconditionally. And he, you know, go to HR and just, this is unacceptable and yada, yada, yada. And it, it just, I couldn't believe it. And then finally, after sharing with him 
I just broke down and cried. And I cried because, again, I felt like that 12-year-old girl going back on that schoolyard and, and just reliving that entire period of time when it was just, it, it was bad. And I've spent so many years coming into my own, being comfortable in my skin, and then to know how easy I can revert back to that insecurity said a lot, which is, again, leading me to why I wanted to share this with you. So I get a text from Black Man A, and he's like, you know, I'm sorry I didn't if I offended you. And I <laughs> let him know, hell yeah, you offended me, and here's why, since clearly you can't see it. And then I was just like, I'll just talk to you in the morning. The next day, oddly enough, he didn't say a word to me. And I don't know if he was waiting on me to approach him, but quite frankly... You fucked up. So I didn't see why I needed to come to you. If you were sorry and as apologetic as you said via text last night, I just assumed you would be man enough to to make right in person. So that lets this happened on a Tuesday. So Wednesday you didn't say anything. Thursday was also odd and uncomfortable. And then a Friday came around and finally I decided to initiate the conversation because really I wanted you to know again what you did and to not ever, ever think that was cool and do it again. And while I can forgive the act, it's actually something that I will never, ever forget. And it just... I told him, you know, you hurt me because we were cool. And from his perspective, he was joking. He thought he was being funny. Why the hell would you think something like that was funny? I was never in your conversation to begin with. So for you to insert me and then make me the butt of your joke to these chicks, it just... uh. (laughs) And this is at work. I'm dealing with shit like this. But, you know, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. And I am proud of my dark brown skin. Unapologetically proud. And, again, I just find, I find it interesting that a scar and a wound that (laughs) I thought would heal over time is very much there but it's all good who cares what anybody else has to say because at the end of the day my husband loves every inch of this chocolate skin I love every inch of it and that's all that matters but I wanted to share this with you just because you may find yourself in a moment where somebody demeans you or does something similar it doesn't matter where it is, schoolyard, out in public, in front of people, not. Stand up for what you believe in and don't let petty people dictate how you feel about yourself. I'm a rock on. It's all good. Again, we're cordial, but I'll never fucking forget. <laughs> and I 
like Maya Angelou said, I, still I rise and I will rise. Anyway, thanks for listening. All is well. Talk to you soon.